Hello and welcome to today's version of the More Money for Teachers podcast. This is where professional educators who are serious about their personal finances can spend a few moments and make those moments profitable. So how do teachers create the lifestyle that they want to live today? And how do they create the pool of resources for the lifestyle they want to live in the future? And how do they do all of this on a teacher's salary? Those are the questions, and this is where you will begin to find the answers. My name is David Solis, and I am grateful to be able to share this information with you today. So lean in, listen close, and learn today's lesson so that you can live well today and live well tomorrow. Titanic failure is not an option, is the title of today's episode. Have you ever considered the sinking of the Titanic and why it happened? Was it the iceberg's fault? Was it, uh, well, let's talk about the iceberg for a while. What part of the iceberg was it that actually sunk the Titanic? Was it the part of the iceberg that is above the waterline? Or was it the part of the iceberg that's below the waterline? What do you think? Or was it the fault of maybe the lookout, the person that was supposed to be looking out for icebergs? I mean, we know he can't see underwater, but uh, was he asleep? Did he confuse the shimmering of the moon off the water and or think he was seeing shimmering of the moon off the water when in reality it was actually a big iceberg? Was it his fault? Um, Perhaps it was uh, the fault of the engineers, the people who actually engineered the ship. Maybe they didn't use the proper iron, iron that they used iron that wasn't able to absorb the impact of hitting an iceberg. And they were going to be sailing in the North Atlantic, so surely they would have thought of this. Or was it the fact that the engineering of the compartments in the hull of the vessel were not such that a major gash would limit the flooding to only those sections where the gash the gash actually occurred from my understanding those compartments were not engineered correctly and sealed off well enough and the flooding spread through the majority of the hull and that's what took the ship down so what was it <clears throat> what do you think was it uh, was there any one factor to blame or was it a whole whole uh, bunch of factors added together that led to the sinking of the Titanic on its maiden voyage and all those people to die in the icy waters. Maybe was it the the fault of the engineers and they were the the shipbuilders that were too confident, the ones that claimed that uh, not even God could sink the Titanic. Were they a little bit too arrogant, maybe? I don't know. 
I don't know what the real reason was. I don't know if it was just one of those or all of them put together. But what I do know is there uh, can be a great correlation and comparison made to the sinking of the Titanic and that massive failure to the failure of some people's financial plans. Let's take a look at the lesson here, see what we can extract, why it's important, and how we can apply that to our personal finances. So to make the comparison, let's look at the ship as your actual plan, your financial plan. Uh, Let's look at the engineers and the builders of those ships as maybe the advisors that you've been working with. And uh, let's take a look at these comparisons. For one, a lot of people, and let's say you're the person that was supposed to be looking out for the icebergs, looking out for the dangers. Um, A lot of people, we've talked about this already, they cast their attention to things that don't really matter too much in the big scheme of things. What I mean by that is they look at the accumulation rates and rates of return of their plan. That's the only thing they look at. And for a comparison, that's kind of looking like looking at the part of the ice that's above the water and neglecting all the mass that's underneath the water line, which I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I don't know if that's 80 or 90 percent of the mass of the iceberg is actually underneath the water. What do I mean by that? Well, in a financial plan, there's danger, it's the dangers that take you down. And so, if we look below the waterline as you're trying to accumulate assets, you know, there's a untimely death, of course, that blows up the whole plan. And you say, Well, why does that matter? You're dead. Well, if you have a spouse and children, that would, could wreck their lives as well. And you'll take them down with you. There's disability. There's chronic illness. Critical illness. Critical injury. There's market volatility. Market loss. Market risk. There's procrastination. There's willful ignorance. There's all types of things that can really serve to sink your ship when you're in the accumulation phase of your plan. It's not just the interest rate and the accumulation you need to be looking at. And then when you get to the distribution side of your plan, believe it or not, there's even more risks. You know, there's something called sequence risk. We won't get into that right now, but that's a huge one, sequence risk. There's long-term care risk. You gotta pay for long-term care That'll that'll blow up your plan quicker than anything. There's lazy money risk. You have money that's lazier, lazier than you. I mean, it's more retired than you. You can't afford that when your human capital has been exhausted. There's longevity risk, living a long time. That's a blessing, but it's also a curse in that the longer you live, the more of every single one of these risks you'll experience. There's inflation risk. There's market risk, market volatility, market loss. There's tax risk. There's legislative risk. There's all these different things below the waterline that most people do not look at and most advisors do not make you aware of because all they do is they sell you an interest rate and an accumulation rate. 
Again, that is like looking at just the part of the iceberg that's sticking out of the water. Has nothing to do with the damage that everything under the waterline can do to the ship. So, there's the correlation for you. Make sure in your plan you're looking at the things that matter. Unless you think you're going to be the one lucky person that goes your entire life, both on the distribution side and the, or, or the accumulation side and the distribution side, you're going to be that one person that is not affected at all by any of these risks. If you think that's going to be you, then you go ahead. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on listening to the advisors that only preach rate of return and accumulation rate and keep on staring at that. But don't be surprised when all of a sudden there's a huge gash in your financial plan. There's a huge emergency and it starts taking you down. If you'd like to prepare and anticipate the fact that some of these might occur and you would like to position yourself so that your money and your products and your plan responds perfectly anytime and every time one of these risks take place, feel free to call me. Feel free to contact me. You can contact me at wealth and income for teachers at gmail.com. Also, feel free to, in addition to this podcast, feel free to watch my videos on Facebook at David Solis Financial Services or More Money for Teachers or The Money Wise Mutt. All can be found on Facebook. Also, you can read my daily blog post at medium.com. Thanks. And uh, I'll try and get something out for you tomorrow as well. Have a great night.